Welcome to our North Church podcast. We hope this message encourages you. For further information about our church, please visit churchnorth.com or check out our social media at Church North. It's so good to be here with uh, you guys, with Dave and Abs and the team. And uh, you are North Church. Are you getting used to that? I, I, I sat in on the uh, launch that you had just a few weeks ago. I sat at the back over in that corner and I sat next to a guy called Mo. And if you're in this morning, Mo, thank you for making me feel so welcome. My first visit to North Church. Thank you. I, I wanted to say to you guys that, you know, when I was sat in just a few weeks ago, God reminded me of some words that have been placed over our region of this great nation. And the words were this, and I, I believe, because God wants you to hear this, I believe, that you are a northern powerhouse. Have you heard that term? You are a northern powerhouse. And I thought, you know, wow, what an encouragement for you as a church this morning. And I was driving over the Pennines this morning and I got to that point, which is the highest point of any motorway in England, 1,200 and odd feet. And then God reminded me, you know, you are a northern powerhouse, but there is a higher place for you. That don't settle with all the accolade, with all the praise, with all the great things that are happening, obviously happening in this church community. But let's look to a higher place. And I don't know what that means right now. And your leadership team are going to kind of try and take you to this place that takes you beyond anything you ever believe could happen in Leeds and beyond. Thank God. I want to get straight into what I have to say to you this morning and I, you know, if you've come expecting a Father's Day talk, then please forgive me. But I am speaking as a father and I want you to understand that the things that I say are from my heart and as I've been sharing this word, actually in different nations, that God has been really touching people and helping people, which is what we're all about, right? I, I think, and, and you, know, you know what, go, go with me on this. I, I think that I have been a destiny preacher all of my life. You know, I've kind of looked, as many of you have, to go higher, further, deeper, stronger, longer. All of these things that we have looked for to go higher and Do what God has called us to do and be who God has called us to be. To achieve great things for God. I I think that the church, to be honest, has become a little bit obsessed with destiny. Gotta get to my destiny kind of thing. You know, I I think it's time for the church not to be obsessed with destiny, but to be possessed with just living a great life for Jesus. Does anybody agree in the house? And let me tell you about a great life. A great life flows from your everyday, ordinary life. Everyone say ordinary. 
turn to the person and say, it's from your ordinary. Let me say this to you. If you can't do ordinary life well, then you will always look for the extraordinary to lift the level of your life. That's not the way. The best way to serve your city, this has been the thing, hasn't it, you know? We're not here to be the saviors of the city, we're here to serve the city. And the best way I believe that you can serve your city is to do your ordinary life well. See, it doesn't matter how big your vision is. You can have a massive vision to change the world. If you can't handle money, it finishes right here. Wow. It deems your passion to see your friends come to Jesus totally ineffective if you can't do relationships well. You hear what I'm saying? It all falls at this first hurdle. There is a reason that the Bible says first the natural, then the spiritual. There is a reason for this. We had a, and have a young lady on our leadership college at Wigan at this time. And I, I spend as I can some time with them. And in our coffee shop, we had lunch together the other day. And I was asking her how she'd gone on over this last year. And she was talking about some of the significant things that God has done in her from a different land. She's come over to be here. And she said to me, do you know what, Dave? I came over to find out what my destiny was. These are the words. She said, I found out to, came over to find out what Jesus really wanted me to do. And then I heard you speak on this topic. And now I know what God wants me to do and to be. She said, when I heard this talk, I realized that I need to go back to my own country and stop swapping from one job to another. I need to find consistency in my normal life, from which point God can use me and bring about my destiny. I'm thinking, wow, what an incredible story. Some of you this morning, as I speak to you in the grandeur, in the, 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 the atmosphere and the environment of praise, this charged God environment that is created in this house. Some of you feel this morning like you are struggling with normal right now. It's just the normal things in life that you are finding so difficult. And for some of you, it's maybe hearing of the conflicts that are happening even around Europe and around the world at this time. For others of you, it will be the whole COVID thing and, and that has had serious effect on your life. And no matter how we just try to put that to one side, it won't go away. You know, I, I, I really believe, you know, that this whole pandemic really affected us more than we would ever want to admit or even believe. Maybe for you it's the cost of living. Maybe this thing that is this, this, such an ordinary thing to live, but you're finding it so difficult at this time. And for others, as I'm thinking about you this morning, for others of you, it's going to be the comparison thing. 
The comparison, your life is about comparison, the whole social media thing, the school thing, the university thing. And as you've gone into work, it's just a whole comparison thing that is weighting you down just to do the ordinary things of life well. You know, I I don't think anything is normal anymore. I kind of I want normal, but normal isn't normal, right? And and even this thing that they people said would be the new normal isn't even normal. It's just not normal. And 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 so my thought with this this morning is the fact that this makes normal even more important. Some of you are confused and cold in heart. And your expression this morning is vibrant because you're a Jesus lover. But really, you're struggling with just normal things in your life. I I believe that doing life well, right? Doing life well is just found in the resurrection of Jesus. It's like, that's where it's going to be found. How, How many know that Jesus is still the answer? And it's going to be found in him. In Acts 17, 28, it says in him. It says in who? It says in him we live and move. In Jesus it's speaking about. If you've never heard that before. In him we live and move and even have our existence. Our being. In other words, the normal things of life. All of those things are found in him. Let me, let me bring a, a couple of thoughts here and what we get through this morning we will see. But what first thing I want to say to you is that suffering and resurrection often go together. Those two things, the suffering and the resurrection. You see, death always precedes resurrection. We see it with Jesus in the garden. Remember Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. We see it before his death, the pain before his resurrection we see Lazarus the friend of Jesus that was suffering and died and was raised from the dead and then we see Jairus's daughter that was so well read Shama thank you so much for reading that for me and the story of his daughter you know it's quite interesting that it's Jairus's daughter doesn't name the girl you know if it was Susan all right probably not but if it was Susan, it's like, well, Jairus's daughter was Susan. We could name her, but we can't name her. She's just Jairus's daughter. There are lots of daughters and sons in the house today. That name could be your name. You could be this little girl in effect. And so as we turn our attention to this bad, everyone say bad. Oh, you didn't say that good enough, bad. This bad situation that Jairus found himself in, and worse, of course, his daughter was in a very bad situation. Here's a point I want to make. Have you noticed that Jesus was often late for the party? It's like, come on, Jesus. It's like you turned up for the woman who had that issue of blood. You know, she'd been bleeding for 12 years. You're walking through, you had time for her. But what happened to me? I wonder what was going through Jairus' mind when he healed the woman and thinking, how's my daughter going on? And someone comes up and says, don't bother the master anymore because she's dead. It was a pretty bad situation, right? And we meet all kinds of bad situations and some of you are in that place this morning. 
Jesus got distracted with somebody else. Do you ever feel ticked off at God? Use that term in Yorkshire, ticked off. You ever get angry at Jesus, quietly of course. We praise him on a Sunday, but like on a Monday, it's like, Jesus, you're not that kind of high up on my fan list really at the moment or on my popularity chart because you healed other people, but you didn't do it for me. You passed by their way, but you didn't pass by my way. Somebody else got healed, but you didn't get healed. And in this situation, Jairus and that house was left with a dead situation like yours you know there's another version I think of another version of the Bible that speaks about this story and it says that when Jesus turned up there was literally funeral music that was playing imagine how eerie that would be that Jesus turns up to do his job I I think he was glad that it was funeral music there's funeral music going on. And, and, and as I, I kind of prepared for this talk, you know, I, I sense that over some of your life, there is such a, an oppression, such a, a thing that you're struggling with right now in your life. And it may be relationships. It may be money. It may be consistency. It may be whatever that is to you. Just doing the normal thing, trying to be you in a world of comparison. And you're just trying to be this Jesus lover who's trying to live a great life for Jesus and it's almost like funeral music has begun to play over your head and every day you go to work, every day you get up for school or university, every day that you get up to care for the kids, it's like this funeral music is playing over your life. Such a terrible, terrible situation. I I had this thought this morning, you know, that when Jesus went to Jairus' house. It says that the people were crying. They were wailing, which was a traditional thing that they would do. They would wail so loud at the death of a loved one. And Jesus comes along and says, why are you crying? She's not dead, she's just asleep, knowing that she was dead. It seems to me, you know, that people are just fickle. So they went from crying to laughing. And you know what happens sometimes when we're in a desperate situation, people have been with us, people have been crying with us and and there comes a time where it's like, it goes from a little bit of compassion. How many know that compassion shifts sometimes? And it goes from a, a little bit of compassion to a dig of why don't you just get yourself together? Why don't you just get over yourself? And as you sit in the room this morning, that may have been said to you and you're just saying, do you know what? If I could get over this, I would do anything I could to get over, but it's not about me. I think the people, and I'm just saying, if you feel like that this morning, I'm just saying, give other Christians a bit of a break. Give them a little bit of a break because you know what? Just like those people in that room that day, they didn't understand. There was just a lack of understanding that was going on. Another thing I want to say to you is that the extraordinary in life is inseparably linked to the ordinary. It's inseparably linked 
to the ordinary. Let me show you. Jesus turned up and brought resurrection to the house, right? You know, Jesus, good old Jesus. Jesus turns up with his little entourage, goes into that room and brings resurrection life. That is awesome all on its own, of course. And at this point, I I think that Jesus defies what the church would do. Can you imagine? You come in on a Sunday morning and there's a dead person, right? And somebody goes up and prays and they get raised from the dead. Can you imagine what it would be like in here? You think you're rowdy now. If that happened, can you imagine what this place would be like? It would be electric. And you know what I think we probably would do? We'd fall into the trap of, we'd probably try and think, okay, let's rent a prophecy. This person has been raised from the dead. There's got to be a reason for this, right? So let's get this person on the stage, begin to prophesy over the life. There is such a time as this for you. You were raised for, uh, from the dead for a particular reason. God is going to send you to the outskirts and, 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 and of the world and you're going to see thousands of people come to know Jesus you're going to do this and you're going to do that and we would kind of prophesy over their life you know the interesting thing is is when Jesus raised Jairus's daughter from the dead and he said get up little girl he didn't prophesy into her life he didn't tell her how amazing she was and how amazing she would be and where she would go and what she would do and what she would have and all the people that she would see come to faith. He didn't do any of that. When she stood to her feet, he just said to her parents, give her something to eat. Give her something to eat. What, what could be more normal than give her something? But come on, Jesus, say something over her life. Just give her something to eat. It was the most normal thing to do. Many of you at this time are struggling with just the normal things to do. I, I want to share very quickly with you this morning a, a story that, a true story that I have permission to share just a fraction of. This story is about one of my daughters, my youngest daughter. We have four daughters. My youngest daughter, her name is Emma. I want to tell you this morning that I know I'm biased, but do you know what? When you see destiny on someone's life, you see it. And, and Emma has grown up with destiny written all over her life. She has grown up and learned. She is a Jesus lover. She loves God intensely and she has grown up as a world changer. Her passion to see things change And her heart for justice would be an example to any of us and all of us this morning. But for many years now and caused by a severe trauma that she suffered as a young child, her mental health has taken over her life. And I know today that we will all have our own story. This is the story of my daughter. Many disorders have hit her. 
And we have prayed for her. And we have prayed for her again. And she has prayed. And it didn't go away and has been affected to a point where she has not been able to do just ordinary things in life. Not being able to drive a car, not being able to get a job, not being able to get married, not being able to do just the normal things that people want in their lives. Let me tell you that there have been some days where my daughter was so distant that I would walk into her room and I would stare into her face and she would stare straight through mine. She'd gone. I don't know where she'd gone, but she'd gone. And that has happened so, so many times. There were days, many days where she would stay in bed. She couldn't even get out of bed. She so desperately wanted to work and couldn't even get out of bed. She came to a place where literally she just didn't want to be here anymore. She literally fought through depression, such bad depression, and attained an honours degree in, in university for acting, performance, and the arts. She passed with honours. How on earth she ever did that? But you know what? She did all of that and couldn't do normal life. She couldn't do the ordinary things well. And I, as I did most days and have done most days, I would walk in what is our arena in in Wigan when I went to work. I would walk around the arena and I would pray and I would pray for my daughter. And one particular uh, morning, I, I felt God just speaking to me about the whole situation. And he reminded me of this story of Jairus's daughter. And I'm like, God, what, what can you show me from this? I, I've prayed and prayed and we've not seen anything and it seems like years and it was years and we want to see some forward movement and we want to go forward. And, and as God's showing me, it's like, well, remember the story, Dave. So I ain't got my Bible with me. How bad was that praying? I ain't got it with me and I'm trying to think about the story. So I'm thinking straight away, I think, okay, God, you went into that situation and you raised her from the dead. Thank God this is about the resurrection of this death situation for my daughter. And she's going to be raised from the dead. And we're going to shout it from the rooftops. Thank you so much, God. God said to me, that's not it. That's not it. And so I, I had to think a bit more. What else is in the story, God? This is what happened. And, and I know people laughed and I remembered some of the story about them taking the make of Jesus and him raising her from the dead and her standing up. And, and as I thought and thought, it came to me because I remembered the story well. And I said, Lord, you said, give her something to eat. And at that moment, you know, I began to say, God, would you do this for my daughter? And I felt God say to me, you know what, Dave? I am going to give Emma the ability to do ordinary things well. And I want to say to you this morning that whoever you are, and so many people may identify with her story or with your own story, and you think, you know, God, this is me. 
This is me that you're speaking to. I want to say God wants to give you the ability to do ordinary things and out of the ordinary will flow the destiny of your life. That first the natural, then the spiritual. That the extraordinary will flow out of the ordinary of your life. It's so strange that this destiny and devastation can live together. That it can cohabit. And we think as believers that it has to be all fine. That it has to be all straight. That it all has to be good. And we know that sometimes it isn't good. And sometimes... A lot worse. Let me tell you that today, everyone say today. Today through, I believe, the restorative power of the resurrection of Jesus. And a lot of support from her family. That today our Emma has a good job. It's quite, you know, it's, it's, quite, it's quite ironic, really, that she now works for the NHS in mental health. She is, um, she is an advocate, sometimes for criminal people who suffer badly with mental health. Difficult role. Triggers her crazy. Some of the issues that she's had from the past but such a normal thing to do right such a normal thing to be able to get out of bed and go to work I'm, I'm so thrilled that you know my, my daughter such a normal thing to do right got married last month <laughs> like wow it gave us it gave us kind of immense joy as her parents to see that and I, I would be wrong and it would be a miss of me for me to tell you that she is completely whole this is what I pray for that she will be completely whole she's not completely there but she's on this restorative journey and she is walking this in the grace of God and I, I wanted to say to you that there are some things that God is going to take you from And there are some things that God is going to walk you through. And and I thank God and I I will praise and honour Jesus for what he does by taking you from things. But you say, I've prayed and I've prayed and I've prayed. You know, sometimes prayer isn't going to take away the thing that you're praying to be taken away. But God is going to walk you through it. Because he wants to give you the ability to do ordinary things in life so that you can walk into your destiny. It's quite amazing that we as preachers, we, we challenge, right? It's part of who we are. We challenge and it's strange that the preacher can challenge you to go and change your world. 
And in reality, there are some days that you even struggle to change your own clothes. And Jesus knows. I said, Jesus knows. And as I wrap this up this morning, I know God wants to give you the ability for normal relationships. You know how I'm speaking to. You know if this is you today. He wants to give you the ability to hold down a job. He wants to give you the ability to make good decisions for your life. You know, a good decision, sometimes as simple as just turning up. Just turning up, turning up to work, turning up to school, turning up on a Sunday, turning up. Such an unsexy thing, don't you think? To turn up, I turned up, wow. You know, if you turn up, you stand a chance, you know that. If you turn up, God stands a chance. God giving you, you the ability to be and giving you the power to become consistent in your life. You know, all of this through the resurrection of Jesus, I believe. Some of you are looking for this personal prophecy, you know. For someone to come up and, and say some great things like we expected of Jairus' daughter when she was raised. It's like, well... I'm kind of waiting for the prophet or the prophetess to come along and to say these wonderful things about my destiny. And you're hanging on and you're hanging on and you're hanging on. Let me tell you, some of you don't need a personal prophecy to get into your destiny. Some of you just need to turn up. Just turn up. Any, any measure of success that we would say we've had at Wigan, and I've kind of been there for eons. You know, I, I belonged to one church my whole life. And I was taken to church as a baby. One church. I grew up in that church. I served in that church. I went on staff at that church and I led it for the last 25 years. One church. And any measure of success that we've seen has been through doing the ordinary and doing the ordinary consistently well. I, I turned up to the same desk for 30 odd years. Like, wow, what a boring life. But I've seen God do some incredible things. Through, through the devastation of church life and it hits and when it hits, it hits hard. When no one believes in your vision, when no one believes in the values that you value, when everybody thinks that they've got it theologically right and they're a mile off. <laughs> but you stick in there and you just live to your values and you just try to be consistent and keep turning up and believe God for the stuff that you can't do. God will only do what you can't do. So any measure of success. And I want to say we have seen over the years thousands and thousands of lives touch Jesus. We have built a state of the art, what we call our destination of hope for people. Not just for church people, but all week there are thousands of people coming to our buildings for all kinds of stuff. 
We've seen the government in our town change its mind over stuff that we've brought to them. We believe we have changed aspects of the culture of our town. We have seen business flourish. And we have seen people serving the kingdom of God all around the planet because we did the ordinary well. We just kept turning up. And out of our ordinary, God has brought about the extraordinary. I'm going to wrap this up really quick and say, you know what? Band, would you come and join us on stage? That would be really helpful. And as they do that, let me say something to you. Let's not just lose concentration in this moment. I I felt God say to me when I prepared this talk, because I believe this is not just for this church. I believe it is for the church. And it is for this church community this morning. And I felt God say, you know what, Dave, don't do your appeal thing. Get everybody standing in, get everybody praying for one another. I felt God say that if you feel and you identify with this, if you are struggling with this today, if you are struggling with the normal things of life, you are a Jesus lover. You want the destiny of God over your life, but you're even struggling to get up. You're even struggling to hold down a job. You're struggling to be consistent. You're making bad decisions, any and all and more of those things. God said to me, why not ask just people to be very brave as we all bow our heads now and we close our eyes. God said, would you ask people to be very brave and ask them to stand? This is a big deal, right? Ask them to stand, not so that someone would pray for them, but so someone would stand with you. Just stand with you. Just just to have some understanding of what people are going through right now. And as I speak, I ask you, if you have any kind of connection with what I've said and this this speaks into your life and and you need God's help to do the ordinary, I believe God is going to give you the ability to do the ordinary well so that the supernatural will flow through your life. I wonder, would you stand right now? Just stand. Just right across this hall. Just stand in the presence of Jesus. And I'm going to give you a moment. Just take a moment. This isn't about how many stand this morning. This is about you. This is about acknowledging. And this is for you to say, do you know what? I, I, am, I am actually saying here, God, I need your help in ordinary things here. Some of you have got the supernatural nailed. But you can't do the ordinary. It's first the natural, then the spiritual need to stand and say God help me with these ordinary things Lord I'm struggling with parenting right now it's such an ordinary thing but God I'm struggling big time such a big responsibility God I don't want to get it wrong help me would you stand just wherever you are just stand the band are going to sing just for a moment before we close this morning they're going to sing and and as they sing and, and maybe there's some more people to stand please feel free to do that if that's what you need to do what I what I would like 
is during this song, I'd like other people and I'd like you as an act of, you know what, I am identifying with these people that are standing up and I'm going to stand with them and I'm going to stand in support of them. I'm not going to go over and ask them their business because you know there's some things that are so deep and running so deep this morning you wouldn't want to share them anyway. But you're just saying, I want to identify with these people. I want to say, I want to stand. I've not got it all together, but I'm, I'm going to stand with these people this morning because I want to identify and let them know that I am for them. See, we know Jesus is for them. So let's sing, and I'm just going to give some time. Would you, would you stand in support of some of these people this morning as we sing?